Hi, welcome to this latest podcast episode. I'm Jessica Cook, the fitness coach for women over 40. And I wish you could see the amount of faffing around that I have to do or that, no, no, hang on, that I, that I don't have to do, that I do before every podcast episode. It reminds me so much that I have an issue with taking imperfect action and specifically with something like my podcast that I work really hard at and I want to be really good at and to help you in this ep- in this podcast that it takes me ages to settle. I have all my notes lined up. I have to have a cup of tea. You know, the camera angle, ha- it's, it's just crazy. It's not even funny. But what is helping me show up to this podcast twice a day, and I went from not being very consistent with this for a long time, once a week, once every second week, and that wasn't because I was too busy. It was literally because I was scared. I was scared of not being good enough. I was scared of failure. Um, So I just thought I would share that with you now while it's fresh in my head that if you can relate to that, if you are struggling to show up to your workouts because your band has a little black mark on it and it's not perfectly clean, (laughs) that it's probably not to do with the band. It's just you're afraid of not being good enough, afraid of failure, afraid of not being fit. If you are struggling to get on a healthy fitness track again it it mightn't be what you think it is it might literally be because you're thinking here we go again I don't want to fail at this it happens to all of us with different things but it happens to all of us um I want to talk to you in this podcast episode about five daily habits that will help you destroy stress and anxiety help you destroy stress and anxiety have you do you have anxiety do you do you do you talk to yourself negatively? I feel kind of the both are are are, are intertwined. Um, anxiety, lack of confidence, negative self talk. Um, I used to have anxiety for years. I mean, I was looking back there only recently with somebody, and yeah, like all my adult life, I've had anxiety, and as many of you know, that then started leading to panic attacks. I kind of accepted anxiety uh, and stress. I used to be called a stress head. Oh, Jessica, you're such a stress head. You stress out so much. You need to just relax. Um, It used to kind of just be like that, that I would just be stressed out and anxious. It was part of who I was or so I thought. Um, But I wasn't wasn't allowed to live like that. I mean, my mind and my body, my body decided to take over. No, you've been ignoring me the anxiety is here, I'm going to start having panic attacks. So I started to have very bad panic attacks. Uh, And back then I didn't really know where it was coming from. Now I know, jeepers creepers. I was just super anxious. Um, But uh, it was was a big wake up call for me. Fitness saved my life and it has taken me on this journey. And whether or not I have been in the past, and I've shared with many of you on this podcast, you know, my struggles with comfort eating, my struggles with alcohol, but back fixing my anxiety and stress way before I fixed my issues around alcohol and comfort eating, uh, I fixed my issue with panic attacks, the panic attacks that I had. So um, it was amazing. Fitness absolutely transformed my life. But So I want to give you the five uh, things that I do every week that help me reduce stress and reduce anxiety. Um, and when I don't do these things, I notice an effect straight away. I, I start to feel anxious. And when I start to feel anxious, I was only chatting to one of you, uh, a dear client the other day about this, that the big telltale sign for me when anxiety is creeping in is my phone use. When I start to feel anxious, you would think I would start to meditate. Nope. 
I start to get on my phone more. <laughs> so um, it's really annoying. Um, and then I get worse and worse. And then it's like, okay, here we go again, back to square one. So I want to reduce that for you. Um, anxiety is such a real thing. Anxiety keeps you away, kept me away for so long um, from doing the things I wanted to do and showing up as myself and being authentic and uh, all those lovely things that you get to do when you're not feeling so anxious. And you know, I was chatting to this to, with somebody about the other day that one of the lovely things about not feeling so anxious that I love is that you get to be a little bit more observant and listen when you're in other people's company, which is which is wonderful. Um, and it's not that you didn't want to listen to people in the past. It's just that your anxiety would take over and you became so me focused, you know, th those feelings when you're like embarrassed or you think everything is about you, that's just your anxiety and it's not about you at all. You're only a small part in a nice way in a conversation and you're you're much less important to that than you think in a nice way. Uh, and those of you that struggle with anxiety will know exactly what I mean by that, that when you're sitting with a group of people or you're in company with people and you feel really anxious, you think it's all about you and it starts to escalate and you feel worse and you think that everybody is noticing and uh, you just become very you-centric, um, self-cherishing, I think they call it in, in Buddhism and uh, it's, it's really horrible and it just makes things 10 times worse. When you start to work on your anxiety and you don't feel as anxious in those situations, the lovely thing is that you're able to watch people in a nice way, not in a freaky way, but like just be a little bit more observant and be able to soak in the actual atmosphere a little bit more. And if I can just say one other thing about reducing anxiety, um, it's I've noticed that you, you, you step in less to fix things and to change things and to try and change atmospheres. And you know, all you people pleasers out there that can relate to me so much that if you feel that you're in an atmosphere that it's not going very well or you're having a conversation with somebody and they're stressed out, you just absorb their stuff and you start to try to step in and make things better. And you're only making things 10 times worse and you're making things 10 times worse for yourself. I mean, life isn't about you going around trying to react and change situations and change atmospheres. But God, that was me to a T, you know, and meeting people in, in situations um, and then coming home and going, oh my God, Jesus Christ. And then, you know, turning to wine, well, I did anyway, or uh, turning to like food because you were stressed out. And you know what it was for me? I just wasn't in line with myself. And a, a, a final point came for me at, like about a, a couple of years ago. I was like, I can't do this anymore. I have to live authentically. I have to be able to show up completely as me, the quiet me, the more calm me. I have to be able to start doing that. I have to stop showing up in this anxious, people-pleasing, stressed out, fake laughing state. You know what I mean. If you have anxiety, you know what I mean by the fake laughing thing, like the ha ha ha, yeah, yeah. And you're, you're not even aware of what you're saying. You're so bloody stressed out. Oh, I'm telling you now, if you're listening to this, I'm excited for you. If you're feeling anxious and stressed out, I'm excited for you to get to a place of more peace and calm where you can actually stay in yourself and not feel like you've spent all day being outside of your body. Oh, that's, that's the best thing. 
that I've experienced since uh, really working on reducing my anxiety and moving more towards inner peace and calm. If I had to pick one thing, that would be it. It would be that I'm allowing myself to be myself. So, you know, allowing yourself to feel uncomfortable in situations. That's okay. Allowing uncomfortable situations to happen. That's okay. Allowing yourself to blush or to look uncomfortable in front of people. That's okay. And I used to hide all this stuff so much um, because I was so afraid. Fear was a huge thing for me. I was so afraid of, of, of coming across a certain way or not being able to control how I was coming across. Really fucked up, messed up stuff. But um, the peace you get and the, the feel-good feelings you get arriving into a situation that you mightn't feel very comfortable with, being yourself, not being happy, being, being yourself, not putting on a brave face, not telling people how wonderful you feel, how great your life is, being yourself, letting your face just be, letting your mood just be is cool. It's brilliant. And for those of you that can't relate to this at all, you're probably thinking, what the hell is wrong with you? What do you mean just be, just be? And if, if you're listening to this now and you're, you're, you're honestly, you're thinking that, Wow, you are so lucky. That is absolutely amazing that you got to live your life like that. And I am so proud of you. And that's exactly what I'm doing now. For those of you that can relate, isn't it gas? Like, isn't it crazy that that is a new, amazing thing for you to feel that you're just showing up as yourself, being authentically you, stripped back, bare, no bullshit, is new, is amazing. Um, and the thing is, when you're not stripped back, bare, when you have all these layers and you're hiding and you're putting on shows and, you know, you're making it all about you um, because you're so stressed out and anxious, is that you then, you're much more inclined to drink wine at the weekends and drink too much of it. And you're much more inclined to comfort eat and skip sessions um, and just be like inconsistent with things because you're just erratic. I'll speak for myself. I was just erratic with my emotions. I was up, I was down, I was stressed, I wasn't. Um, so all these tools and strategies that I've, that I've learned now that have provided me now with such a peace and calm life, I love sharing with you. I love sharing with you. Why feel the way I felt for so long? Why not me share and help you as quick as possible? Feel good. How brilliant would that be? And I, I love to do steps now, five steps with my clients, four steps, three steps, guides, how to making it really simple because if there's one thing that I've learned from listening to other people or learning other things is that I get really overwhelmed really quickly and then I take nothing in and I, I do this every single time I start a course or I try and learn and like oh my god I must learn as much as possible and absorb as much as possible and then I get overwhelmed and then I get back to square one so one of my new ethoses which is really important to me now is to keep everything simple and keep it in step-by-step -step format and that's why I have just five daily habits for you today that are going to help you destroy stress and anxiety um, and have helped by the way hundreds of clients that I have coached um, I just wanted to read out a very special client. Um, I suffered with constant anxiety, lack of confidence and ne negative self-talk on a daily basis. I was progressively getting worse and I couldn't make sense of it. Um, I'm just going to skip a few bits. Um, uh, 
my life has turned around. I'm feeling so good. I feel fa calm, focused and in control. Sorry about that big pause there. I was just trying to find where she wrote it. This is a client who had suffered with constant anxiety, a lack of confidence and negative self-talk on a daily basis. And through following my program, through following my steps, she has completely transformed her life. Isn't that absolutely incredible? Um, so the first step is to exercise. I couldn't be a fitness coach without my first tip being the fact that you that you need to exercise. But let me just give you a little bit um, of why exercise is so important for reducing stress and anxiety. Because I know when you are stressed and anxious, the last thing you want to do is move. Um, anxiety for a lot of people um, is very fear based and you go into that fight or flight or freeze mode and for me it's freeze and when you freeze you're much more inclined less inclined to say you're going to go for a workout or a walk but it's exactly what you need to do motion creates emotion remember that little phrase it helps a lot motion creates emotion so if you change your physiology you're going to change your mind you're going to change your state so if you can't muster up the, the the motivation to get a workout in if you could just go for a walk I want you to be thinking when you're contemplating not going for a walk motion creates emotion so whether you like it or not if you're feeling really stressed out and anxious and you put your trainers on and you go for a walk and you say to yourself to get yourself out of the house which is what I do all the time still I'm only going to go for 10 minutes now I always say to Joe I'm only going to go for 10 minutes don't have time it's like, right, right, he's thinking in his head, I'll see you in a half an hour. <laughs> and that's always happens. I always get out the door and then 10 minutes later, oh, wow, don't we just live in such a lovely country? Isn't Ireland so lovely? Ah, the rain is grand. 10 minutes ago, I would have been giving out so much, wondering why I wasn't living in Spain. Um, it just, motion just does create emotion. There's nothing you can do about it. And it's only ever in a positive way. You're never, I swear to you, contact me if this happens to you, but you are never, ever, ever going to leave the house, start a walk and come back worse than you're feeling. Unless like literally something happens to you out in the walk. And it's the same I love to say walks because I don't want to put pressure on you when you're feeling really bad to do a workout. Ideally, yes. So, you know, especially your client, you're listening to me now, you'd put your trainers on, you press play on the workouts, you come and join me for a live workout. Yes, of course. You're going to feel like whatever the walk gives you, 10x that. And that's what you're going to feel like on a workout. Working out's amazing. Working out is so good. It gives you the biggest bang for your book. You get a huge endorphin hit, whether you like it or not. Actually, you can experiment with this. If you're feeling in really bad form, go and do a workout. Go and follow one of my workouts and do the first 10 minutes and try to stay in really bad form. It's actually impossible. It's actually impossible because I, the amount of workouts, I've been doing this for 14 years now, the amount of workouts that I've done in that period of time, and there's been some workouts where I have been really, really cranky getting into them for whatever reason that's happened at home. And... Uh, I've been like, there's no way. I'm just going to feel so bad after this workout. There's no way. This is the workout that's going to prove to me that motion does not create emotion in all cases. My, my mood is so bad, it's not going to help. And literally 10 minutes into the workout, I'm like, fuck's sake. But yeah, it's a good thing. But it's, it's just remarkable. So exercise has just got to be there. But I sometimes think that when you know the last thing that you're going to want is a workout or movement, know that that's normal it's going to help you go and do it anyway. 
because what used to happen to me is I used to feel these feelings like I don't want to do that I'm feeling really bad and then I used to think because I was thinking that 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 meant I shouldn't go and do a workout but if if you know that it's normal and that we all experience the feeling when we're stressed out or anxious of not wanting to move but that motion creates emotion so go and do it anyway you're going to feel part of a tribe part of a community part of us women people that that get stressed out and anxious that don't want to move and you go you know what Jessica everybody has told me that this is really normal and this is how I feel so I'm going to go and do it anyway and do the little tip that I do say back in 10 you know I love to feel in control the whole time and it's weird like it's almost like if I feel like I have to go for a walk for 30 minutes I'm like no I'm not doing that go for 10 okay I'll go for 10 I'll see how I feel maybe that's me being stubborn I don't know what that is um okay so step number two for daily habits that will help you destroy stress and anxiety is to journaling so uh journaling journaling changed my life I get asked a little bit about journaling actually um a lot actually about journaling what kind of things you should be journaling and a lot of people I think a lot of you think that that aren't journaling now that journaling has to be very feeling based um now the odd time I've gone through over the past five years journaling my feelings um but I don't tend to do that so much anymore what works really well for me is journaling facts um so I've just written out three things that you can do to journal that will help you reduce stress and anxiety and these are all things that I do myself and that I encourage my clients to do um so you could map out your week that helps reduce anxiety. Map out your week on a Sunday for the week ahead. I always do that. Um, you could map out your day, like daily. That's what I do. I always set my intentions for the day. What are the things that I need to get done that day? That helps reduce anxiety. Because remember, well, with me anyway, anxiety, it's it's the stuff that's going on that I don't give airtime to that makes me feel anxious. And it's the stuff that I that's kind of going around in my head. But when I get the stuff out on paper... Like if I'm scared about things, like if I'm scared of growing the business or I'm scared of everything going wrong or I'm scared of not being good enough and I write out on paper the three things that I have to do today that are fact-based, all of a sudden for me, my, my emotions and how I feel about things and the fear that I feel goes from feeling emotion about stuff to actually just taking action. And because I've written out my intentions for the day, um, I'm, I'm uh, moving to imperfect action because I have to do it because I've written it out as opposed to just thinking. So it's really trying to get out of your head and to get it out on paper and to kind of take action as opposed to thinking, which helps people, me, clients with anxiety an awful lot. Um, the third step is to listen to somebody every day. Now, I, I, this helps me so much. It helped me back in the day. It still helps me now. It's one of my golden rules is, is to listen to people every day. And if I just tell you now, like you're always being primed, whether you listen to the news every day or you switch on your TV um, or you, there's certain people that you hang around with, your, your brain is being primed either negatively or positively. And just the way the world is set up, it's mostly we're being primed in a negative way. Jesus, even the Late Late Show seems to have gotten so negative recently, I feel. Um, 
So there's all these negative things coming in on us and it's quite hard to stay focused and it's quite hard not to let anxiety creep in when we're hearing about all the negative stuff going around in the world all the time. Or you've got a really negative friend or, or your family or whoever's really negative in your life. It's impossible not to take on a bit of that. So think of listening to somebody for 10 minutes every day that you admire or that you find that motivates you. A little tonic, a little priming tonic in the other way effectively you're priming yourself in a positive way instead of allowing yourself to be primed every day in a negative way and it just helps you stay focused on your goals it helps you stay focused on your goals and it helps you keep on track to exactly where you want to be because you're listening to somebody that knows exactly what you mean and that knows exactly what you want and it's just like having a little coach in your ear saying you can do it you can do it gentle reminder you can do this weights are good or whatever it is that you want to be reminded of and it's it's very powerful it's a really really powerful thing to do and I highly 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 recommend it it's absolutely brilliant my fourth tip is to get out in the fresh air so I know I was talking about walking on step one and physical movement and exercise uh, but fresh air is something different Um, I mean getting out for a cup of tea and sitting outside in your back garden underneath an umbrella if you're living in Ireland um, and uh, just getting out in fresh air so not just your walk but you know, if you're struggling and or you've done a workout, just not being cooped up in your house all day long, connecting with nature a tiny bit. You don't even have to be moving. You can literally get a cup of tea, stand out underneath the stars. If it's raining, you get an umbrella, you know what I mean? Um, and you just take those breaths of fresh air, you reconnect, you feel the ground under your feet, you feel the, hear the birds in the air, the wind, the rain, And it just reminds you that you're human and that you're part of this big cycle of life and that there's planets above your head and stars and there's grass and there's trees. And it's not just you with your with your problems, um, that you're part of something moving away from it being all about you. And I don't mean that in a negative way because it's I do it. I, I, I think things are all about me, but it's just a default behavior. And then when I'm reminded that it's not about me, I can just help people and I can forget about me, makes me feel really good and it helps my anxiety and stress reduce. It's not, you're not a bad person or it's not a negative thing if you're thinking about me and my worries and my problems. That's so normal. It's, it's, it's part of being human. Um, but when we get out of that and, and we notice it and we realize that we become, have become very self-cherishing or we've turned in on ourselves a lot and make it all about ourselves when we remind ourselves that it doesn't have to be that way that we can focus on outside nature and take care of other people um, it can be really really relaxing and it can really help to reduce stress and anxiety Um, and the fifth tip that I have is um, sitting with yourself for 10 minutes now if you are my client you're going to be doing something called thrive time and um, I highly recommend, by the way, you download my free ebook, Jessica Cook forward slash jessicacook.ie forward slash kickstart. If you've been listening to this podcast and uh, you don't know where to start and you need a kickstart and you want to read up on some of the tips I've mentioned, then just go to jessicacook.ie forward slash kickstart. Um, but if you are uh, listening to this now and you um, are doing your thrive time and you're a client that's absolutely perfect have your back you're covered and but if you're not a client of mine and uh, you're not sitting with yourself for 10 minutes every day you are missing out big time sitting with yourself if you have bad anxiety and stress is a really good idea of noticing how bad or good your mental health is 
And when you don't sit with yourself and when you just run around being really busy and the only time you sit down is, is, is at t- with the TV at night time and you might be scrolling on your phone, then you're never getting to see how unsettled your brain is. And this has happened to me and this is one of the reasons why years ago I ran into problems and started having panic attacks because I wasn't listening to my body. I wasn't listening to myself and I didn't know how bad I'd gotten. I didn't know how much the thoughts were whirring around in my head and how unsettled I was. If you decide for yourself for five to ten minutes to sit down on a chair every day and just close your eyes that's all that's all if you don't even focus on your breathing and you notice oh my god my mind is 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 going so fast I'm so distracted I can't sit still that's really good that's really really good that you're doing that but the problem is so many people think that if they go and sit down for five minutes and they notice that their thoughts are going really fast and that they can't focus then not to go and do it again so again that expectation that I should be better I should be good I should be able to sit still uh, starts to come in so we don't do anything at all because we're we're not content with 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 not excelling at something or not being particularly great at something Um, we only want to be good at things don't we so it's not enough to sit there but sitting there with no expectation, no judgment is exactly the thing that is going to help you reduce your stress and reduce your anxiety. And sitting there with your fast thoughts and your fast moving mind doing nothing is really good for your mind. And if you did that a few times a week, your mind is going to slow down. You're going to be able to start um, finding space and calm in your mind um but it doesn't it doesn't need to be that you need to be good at it to do it so just 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 give it a go five minutes sitting down in a chair that's it that's it just sit down in a chair for five minutes no scrolling no tapping your knee no picking your pen up and clicking the top of it I hate it when people do that (laughs) um no 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 looking around you no thinking I'm bad at this just just sit down for five to ten minutes and close your eyes um well, I hope you found this helpful. Five daily habits that will help you destroy stress and anxiety. Um, you can go to jessicacook.ie forward slash kickstart. I have created a healthy habits kickstart guide for you that takes you right to square one. I'm not going to start telling you to lift weights and do this and do this. The kickstart guide brings it back to the good solid foundations of what starting out being fit and healthy means without calorie counting or dieting or weighing yourself. You go to jessicacook.ie forward slash kickstart. And before you go, I have a favor to ask you, could you help me get my podcast out to the world? By doing that, you would be making me so happy. Thank you so much. Not that that's your job. Um, um, If you uh, could leave a review, that would just be I would really, really appreciate it wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thank you so much. Have a lovely day.